fantasy football fans, and welcome to the Long Shot Podcast. I am your host, Nick. Here is my co-host, David. Yeah, Cardinals 3-3-1, and one, fourth in their division. Here we go. Okay, and my other co-host, Paul. The original long shot making a run towards the playoffs. Watch out. Paul, Ugh. can you can you just let everyone know how you're doing and why you're there and what your outlook is the rest of the season? I think that our fans should know where we are and think we should actually listen to us. Yeah, so I actually started off season 2-0, and oh, dropped four straight, had some really tough struggles with Saquon going down, which is really <laughs> built my whole team around him. So Saquon going down was pretty painful. And then the ups and downs of Melvin Gordon trying to figure it out. I, I don't know where his place in the offense is, but I've just had some inconsistencies. But things are starting to change. I'm tr- finally starting to fit all the puzzle pieces together. And it's pretty much a guarantee that I'm going to make the playoffs and make a run. Oh, guarantee. You heard yeah. it here. Don't feel the you word around very often, but we said it. It's a guarantee Paul makes the playoffs. Okay. David, can you go ahead and explain you? Well, now I'm so concerned because if he's guaranteed to make the playoffs, that goes my spot. But uh, so in that league, I am, I'm sitting in eighth right now. I'm a game back. And my real killer has been, you know, Adrian Peterson just hasn't been performing like he did 10 years ago. So your long shot of Adrian Peterson having a thousand rushing yards and 500 passing yards. I mean, receiving hey, yards. Isn't, he is, is it coming through? He is getting the volume right now. Uh, just a little advice to everybody: if you see any of the Washington Redskins running backs on the waiver wire, just pass. Um, I mean, this week I'm starting Lashawn McCoy and Jamal Williams, so we're gonna we're gonna see what happens. But the good news is in my zero money league. I'm in first place and I'm undefeated. So I'm I'm doing great things. Okay, good. And I am in three leagues and two oh. of them I'm in second place. And one, the one I am in first place. So I'm pretty happy with, with where I'm at. Um, right now, people got to be deciding if they're making moves to win a championship. And that's what I'm trying to do in the league. I'm in first place right now. Right now I have James Conner, Joe Mixon, uh, Philip Lindsay, and I'm willing to unload all three of those running backs for for two running backs and picks i mean you gotta make moves right now and that's what you gotta do at this point if you're a contender yeah hey hey nick you just made a trade with uh paul you want to talk about that a little bit yeah so i traded away aj green and a first round pick in our dynasty league so that most likely Paul will pick up a rookie, but i got alexander madison and keaton allen uh, i picked up madison because Dalvin Cook's injury history scares me, and I think Madison has shown that he can get it done. But, Paul, I mean, you weren't going to do much with Madison this year, right? No, that's absolutely right, and I think people should, if they're holding these guys as handcuffs behind, look to trade it because there's really no value in it for me. They need to – people teams that are near the top and have star running backs like Saquon, like Dalvin Cook, like Zeke, they need to be holding their handcuffs if they want to continue their championship run. It's just too much of a risk when you got teams that run the ball that much and and those those players are getting 20 plus points a game for you guys. CMC, you guys better be holding the handcuffs. It's a good time if you've got one of those handcuffs to trade it away, get some value. Especially if someone has an injury history like Dalvin Cook. Right. Absolutely. Um one side note I want to make and this is not about football. This is about NBA basketball. It's back today. But I just watched the first quarter of the Raptors 
Pelicans games. Too bad Zion's out. But did you know coaches can challenge foul calls now? You get one a game? I actually didn't know that, but I don't know what one a game does. I mean, I don't know what that – do they they throw a red flag on the court too? No. Nick Nurse challenged a charge call five minutes into the game. That's a a waste of a call. You save it for the last couple minutes. I know, but – are all fouls I think, I think it's funny. All fouls reviewed in the final two minutes of play in an NBA game. Perfect. <laughs> Hold on. How do they challenge it, though? Nick Nurse just says, well, it's a foul call. So Nick Nurse just said, hey, I want to challenge that, saying he was inside the restricted area or he wasn't straight up on the charge. It, it, it was weird. I don't like it. And in the very next possession, Kyle Lowry goes down, gets fouled, and won. They call it on the floor, but when you look in replay, it looks like he actually was shooting. So. You'll be hearing that a lot this year. Well, there we go. Okay, so let's get into some news and notes, some injuries around the league. And I think the biggest one we want to talk about first is on Johnson moved to the IR today. So you, cool. everyone knows what that means. We're going to the waiver wire to pick up. David, who are we picking up? J.D. McKissick? N- uh, not no. quite. <laughs> not quite. Uh, his Ty, name is Ty, Ty Johnson. Johnson. Rookie from somewhere, a college. From a college. Very good, David. Yeah, this is your number one waiver pickup. Uh, and the Lions, they they utilized their run game uh, fairly well. I mean, Kerryon Johnson was very, was very involved in the passing game and running game. Ty Johnson is a very good pickup. Paul, how much fab would you be spending on Ty Johnson? Uh, that's really tough, Nick. Um, Does he have any? <laughs> well, <laughs> if you were a listener and had to spend fab on him, what would it be? It all depends on your situation. If carry-on was a main part of your team, you better be spending all the money you got. If you're still in contention and you're missing a piece of running back, you better be spending all the money you got. I don't know how many other guys, at least I know in our league, is these handcuffs really aren't available. So to have one sneaky here and a team that relatively uses the rush game, I mean, a couple games ago, carry-on got 20 carries and 26 carries. That's pretty efficient as a running back. So I'm putting all the rest of my remaining dollars on Ty Johnson. Whatever that is, put it out there. Do I have more fab than you right now? I think I do. So good. Yeah. I, I got less than most of the league. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, but, but you're right, Paul. These handcuffs, they're very important. Um, anything you want to add there, David, on Ty Johnson? You uh, think you should pick up? So you you guys get you guys can shoot me down for this all you want, but McKissick has been utilized when Carry On was in. So I could see I could see him getting a couple more looks. They still want to use him as the passing down guy. They might even rely on him more. Um, the the Lions have to start winning these games. I mean they've won. They're two three and one. They are still very much in the I'm gonna say in the wild card contention. Um, with this division, they have some tough games, but the Lions are, they still got a chance to move up in these standings. They're going to use the running backs. I don't mind McKissick, and he's going to be cheaper. Fair. All right, moving on. Uh, David Johnson questionable. You saw Chase Edmonds. You saw Chase Edmonds last week go off, had three touchdowns, over 140 yards rushing. Guys, I mean, I think he's 50% owned in most fantasy leagues. If he's on your waiver, 
go get him. You just don't know what the severity is on David Johnson. They kind of were wishy-washy about his injury or even if he has an injury. And, Paul, didn't the Cardinals just sign one of your favorite running backs of all time? I don't know that I've ever said that those words have ever come out of my mouth. Oh, I swear that you keep, I swear you have a jersey of him or something. Alfred Morris, are you yeah. kidding me? Uh, yeah, so you know what? They signed Alfred Morris. He, I don't know. There's no way you can even pick him up. No, don't, don't, don't you bother. Didn't we make fun of Alfred Morris yeah. when he signed with the Cowboys yeah. earlier um, in the year? On a side note, we've been giving Card- the Cardinals a hard time because we said they get to the 20 and then they stall out. Turns out, if you get to the 20 and you hand it off to Chase, he'll run into the end zone. So they found their missing piece. Okay, to be fair, to be fair, it doesn't matter. the teams they've played the past yeah. couple of weeks have been pretty weak. Are you saying Giants are bad? It's like the Swiss Giants cheese. run defense is atrocious. Yeah. So, Just like Swiss cheese. No, I, I was trying to move away from that holy cheese. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, uh, Chase Edmonds is a must pickup. Um, so, well, we I can't even ask the question of who do you have, Ty Johnson or Chase Edmonds, because it all depends on your situation. You need to go get your handcuffs, though. Now's the time Again, to get them. Handcuffs, handcuffs. Okay, moving on. Do you need a handcuff here? Adrian Peterson, questionable with a high ankle sprain. Next up in line, not Darius Geis, not Chris Thompson, not Bryce Love. But, yes, I know what you're thinking. It is Wendell Smallwood from the Philadelphia Eagles last year. Is he worth a pickup, David? Here, I'll take this one because I own two of the Washington Redskins uh, running backs. No, he's not worth it. No, even even if he's a high-volume play, he might get you 10 points, and that's with a touchdown. Don't go pick him up. If you are in desperate need of a running back this week because of buys, yes, he's a great pickup. But no, he's not going to surpass anybody you already have. I don't know. I like 10 points. Yeah, 10 points is nice, but it is against the Vikings. Yeah, no, 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 no. Hey, no, no, screw me, right? Okay, yeah. No, guys, pick him up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's move on from AP. Uh, Jalen Samuels, doubtful for the game. Um, And James Conner is questionable. Is it Benny Snell time? Do you need to go pick up Benny Snell, David? I would if he was available in our league. Um, yeah, it it's the time to pick up Benny Snell. I think he can do some. I think he can do some danger in the pitch and, back. And they're playing Miami this week. Anything else? Never Benny Snell. Oh, you love that. You love that. Guess who's starting Benny Snell this week? You are not. Are you really going to start Benny Snell? I have to evaluate my team. I might start him over Melvin Gordon. Seriously, he had. It depends on how James Connors fares out. He had seventeen rushes. I guess it was two weeks ago for 75 yards. That's pretty dang efficient. If you ask me, if they're going to continue to utilize them the way they did, especially against the Miami dolphins. I I thought the main topic of our podcast was not the main topic, but one of the main themes is start everyone playing the dolphins, even if it's. So I, I've been telling you guys, Benny Snell, He's going to creep. That was one of my long shots earlier that he was going to creep in and take carries away from people, whether it be injuries or not. He's taking carries. And the way James Conner runs, I don't know if you guys know, James Conner runs downhill and the way he runs just looks like he's going to get injured every play. And Jalen Smith or Jalen Samuels has been dog doo doo all year, in my opinion. Yeah. 
I mean, you hate to see a guy that runs downhill on a flat surface. <laughs> uh, Paul, I want to I, I want to you said play everyone against Miami. Can we add a little to that motto? Play everyone who plays Miami and sit Sammy Watkins. As long as we stick with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. I, I can get down with that rule of thumb for the long shots. I, I just real quick while we're on the Dolphins, another name I want to bring up is Mark Walton. Yep. I don't I, I, I don't know how many leagues he's owned in. I've owned him for a few weeks now. 3%. Three, that's it. Yeah, I know it's tough to own some nice. dolphins. I know it's tough to own some dolphins, but Mark Walton, especially in a dynasty league, I, I think he could start to severely take over time. I mean he He looked good last he, week. Yeah. No, he did. He's like 12 rushes for 70 yards. I mean, he got 60% of the snap snaps. I, I still think Kenyon Drake might get traded for a low pick. Okay. I, I think there's a, I think there's opportunity there. Now, the most frustrating thing of the whole – Oh, here it is. is Mark Walton gets him all the way down to the goal line, and Kalen Balaj out of his three snaps, gets the touchdown carry. Do you currently own all Can three you? Miami running backs? No, I dropped Kalen Balaj. <laughs> he, he dropped the touchdown one. Kalen Balaj has only played – Eight snaps over the past two weeks, and he has two touchdowns. The, t- the dude is a touchdown machine. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Uh, Adam Thielen goes down with a hamstring injury. He says he might play on Thursday, but he listed as doubtful. And David, you and I both said, you got to hit Stefan Diggs until he shows us he can do something. Well, he has shown us he can do something. Uh, I think we're all in favor of starting him up every week now. He's a must-start. Yep, he's back to his must-start. Uh, one thing that would be frustrating to me if I was a Stefan Diggs owner is he had, had he has had some ridiculous drops, like wide-open drops in these games. I believe in these last two games he has three or four drops. And you're talking wide-open touchdowns. We said it last week, that can't happen with an elite receiver. I don't know what's going on, but yep, he's a – you got to start him now. No question. Paul is saying boat. Yeah, I wasn't in the boat to not start him. Right, so. yeah. No, yeah. Okay, no, yeah. yeah. That's true. He, he was. Yeah, he's right. Well, that's because Paul's over there starting all three Miami. Oh, yeah. guys, I told you from the beginning of the season, you guys knocked on him. I knocked on him a little bit after week one. But Kirk Cousins finally flowing them, and they're finally utilizing the offense the way they need to. I don't mind them giving the ball to Dalvin Cook 25 times, but run plays a little quicker. Let Kirk Cousins unleash it. He's finally getting comfortable in the system. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins. Captain, Captain Kirk. Kirk, baby. All right, moving on to Patrick Mahomes. Guys, let's talk about the play call real fast. The QB sneak, hurt ankle, fourth and one on the, like, the five-yard line. Personally, I think this is a good play call. And he didn't injure his ankle. It was his knee. And I don't know why a lot of Chiefs fans are upset because it's a completely unrelated injury. Unre- like very, very, you know, low risk play in my eyes. Every quarterback does it. What do you guys think? Let's start yeah, with you, Paul. I am. Yeah, Paul, go ahead. All right. I, I don't have any problem with that play. That is one of the less riskiest plays that, Patrick Mahomes does the way he scrambles and the way he moves around. He's at so much more risk. What he does outside the pocket than that QB sneak. I don't have a problem with that. You need your quarterback to be able to do that. It was just a freak accident. I, 
and, and it's going to happen in the league, just like Drew Brees hurting his thumb coming through. I mean, there's just accidents that are going to happen that are going to put him out. Dave, anything yeah, to add? I would add, no, I would like to see more QB sneaks in the league. Third and two, QB sneak it twice. <laughs> uh, freak accident. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, I mean you're not wrong. I'm, I'm not wrong. When, when you're first and goal on the two-yard line, I don't even know why you're handing it off in the backfield. Bring somebody in to snap it and fall forward. But hopefully Patrick Mahomes is okay. I do think it's interesting for the Chiefs because now Andy Reid better be talking to the team saying, well, guys, he's gone. Are we going to go ahead and play football, or do we need him? So we're going to see what happens there with the Chiefs. Um, Hold on. You, yeah. you talked real quick about being at the two-yard line, the one and two. I just can't help but have to ask the question because it drives me crazy. Yeah. Do you know anyone that's a fan of that fade play where you just lob it up to the receiver in the corner and it never works? Unless it's your receiver going up to get that ball, no. No, no. You know what? Even at that point, <laughs> someone, if there is a fan out there, a listener out there that loves that play and would run that play a couple Awkward. times, please, please reach out and let's talk about it. <laughs> hey, so real quick on that, Paul, I've been playing Madden Mobile a little bit. And when I get down to the two yard line, that's the suggested play. No, it's not. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you do, you do the QB sneak? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Have you yes, been Madden Mobile? <laughs> yeah, just recently. I've had some free time. <laughs> he, he's all in, man. All okay, in. let's move on from Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he's out like three three to six weeks, I believe. Um, Will Fuller, yep. the deep threat for Houston, is out now uh, with a hamstring injury, I believe. Kenny Stills, deep. He's he's a deep ball threat now with him and Hopkins. Is he worth a pickup? Ah, uh, no, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying no, I, I don't like it. But. What, 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 what's the status on Will Fuller? I mean, how many weeks is he out? I, because, you know, I'm not sure how many weeks he's out, but I just know it's been a constant injury he's had over the past few seasons. It's always been his hamstring. So it could be three weeks, it could be two weeks, it could be the rest of the season. Who knows? Well, yeah. See, I, I mean, but you, you got to like, uh, I, I can never say his name, Kiki Cootie. You gotta like him over. You gotta like him over uh, Stills, right? I think no. I would go Stills to be honest. Yeah, I, I'm a Stills guy. My only concern is that when Will Fuller's back, the snap percentage will flip. But Absolutely. clearly, but clearly, there's a need in their passing game for a deep ball threat. Will Fuller scored three or four touchdowns at one game, and then the next game he dropped three or four touchdowns. So. Clearly, the deep ball threats are finding a way to get open in that offense, and I don't mind starting that because because there's a potential. I think last year, last week, Kenny Stills went four receptions for 105 or something like that. I don't mind that. It's open. It's part of their play selection, so play them. Perfect. Okay, do it. And then I want to talk about two two injuries on the same team: Ito Smith out and Matt Ryan ankle. Um. I want to talk about do we want to do we trust Freeman at all play or are we I've I have personally given up on Devontae Freeman. Don't care what you what you say. There is a trade in my week in, in my my other league that I'm in first place in. Piss me off. Good. Uh Devontae Freeman and some other wide receiver for Dalvin Cook. And I and they accepted it. I'm like, what in the 
here I am offering James Conner and Adam Thielen, and I don't get that. I don't get Dalvin Cook. Ridiculous. But is- Devontae Freeman's been putting up decent numbers. Last week was horrible. But I mean, well, that's because he got ejected for trying to pick a fight. With Aaron Donald. Out of all yeah, people. Yeah, my, my money's on Donald. All day. You, you know what Donald did? He got a strip sack. That's funny. But, but, but yeah. you're right. I mean, I'm looking at Devontae Freeman's stats over the past, besides last week 14, 14, 16, 27. I mean, they're giving him the ball 15 plus, care, 15 plus touches a game. He's had three well, I, touchdowns over the past five games. I, he's getting a minimum of, okay, Nick, Nick, you're going to throw this at, at me now. He's getting a minimum of three targets a game, though. And I like three, I like mm. three targets a game. Hmm. You yeah. pass catching. <laughs> yeah, I knew you'd like that. Nick. But no, Paul. Yeah, he's touching the ball 15 times a game. Uh, I don't know. I don't. The offense apparently sucks. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Paul. I just real quick. I I think if Freeman hits a big game, I do think you need to look to trade him. I, I mean, he's getting touches, but with Ito Smith being out, he's got the opportunity to have 80, 90 percent of the snap share next week. I think he's got the ability to break it open, but they like Edo Smith there. I mean, before he left, he was about 50-50 snap share, 60-40. They let him eat into those carries. So take advantage. Try to sell him on a high note if for some reason someone thinks positively. So can we just talk about the Atlanta Falcons in general? What are they, 1-6 now? Uh, they might be 1-5. Hold on. I think they're 1-6. and six. I mean... You got to imagine Dan Quinn's out the door here soon, right? I mean, he hasn't had a great season besides the Super Bowl run. And I think they're just holding on to that. I think he's got to be out by the end of the year. Before the end of the year, I would predict Dan Quinn gets fired. No doubt. I just updated my resume, so that's good news for me. Good. Perfect, David. Love it. Um, I don't know what's wrong with them. I mean, it all starts with the offensive line, I guess. I mean, they just have not been able to protect at all this year. Julio has not been near as productive as he usually is. Austin Hooper has been a pleasant surprise. And I do Woo-hoo! think Paul has dropped Austin Hooper. If we could bring that up every week, I'd appreciate that. Yeah, so just a reminder, week one, Paul, my brother, the long shot, the original long shot, dropped Austin Hooper to pick up Jimmy Graham. Anything to say, Paul? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Yeah, it happens, okay? <laughs> Jimmy Graham so far. Can't knock him. A few up in games, but not the same caliber as Austin Hooper. I get it. I messed up. Austin Hooper is tight end one on the year. Woo! I picked him up. Thanks, Paul. Yep. Oh, so, any confidence in the Falcons moving forward? Do you think they can get the – are they going to start tanking and go for the one of the top picks? Or do you think they're still going to yes. fight? They're no, not going to go ahead, Paul. Go ahead. I think they're going to tank. They, I mean, we didn't talk about it yet, but they just traded Muhammad Sanu to the to the Patriots for a second round. I actually think they might need to look at trading Matt Ryan. Ooh, I don't like that guy. though. It, it, you just got to move on. They got to refresh their organization. It's been a, a couple years of struggles. He's thirty four years old. There's teams that could use him right now. Get some future draft picks. Look, you're already at the bottom of the league. Maybe you get. Tua or however it falls. I mean, I think there's opportunities to trade him, and I don't mind the trade. David, anything to add? No, they're one and six. There's no way they're catching the Saints. I, you're not going to be able to convince me. 
that they're making the playoffs this year. I, 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 I don't know. Here is we have this debate all the time. I don't understand how in the NFL you can have a bad offensive line. I don't get it. I don't know how you can't say, okay, next guy up or go trade for an offensive lineman. Their offensive line's a problem, but they're gonna the value's in Matt Ryan right now, and I think they could get some good pieces. I don't think they should trade Matt Ryan just because I think he's got four or five good years left. I mean cut him. Was that? Cut him. No. But, I mean, you look at these quarterbacks, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. These guys are all still performing at elite level. And I think Matt Ryan is a top 10 quarterback, and that's hard to come by a lot in this league. So maybe next year, guys, they go out and sign Teddy Bridgewater, who's looked very good. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater is a very good candidate for a lot of these teams. So, so that's what I'm saying. Trade Matt Ryan. Because whatever's going to happen, you're saying Dan Quinn's going to be gone. It's a new organization. I mean, it's a new system that's going to come in. It's going to be a process. Move Matt Ryan while you can. Start with some fresh young guys and let it happen. I mean, I, 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 think about it. I mean, that's what the Colts did with Peyton Manning. They let him walk and they got Andrew Luck. I mean, you are right. There are definitely things that they could do with that. All right. Does that re- – now, did we talk about Kamara? Yeah. No. I think all Kamara, Kamara yeah. – uh, yeah, um, pick up Latavius Murray just in case he had a great week. Can you you can you can play Latavius Murray if depending on how um, depending on how Kamara's injury kind of goes through the rest of the week. If he's out again, play him. Which yeah, you can play Murray. But that's all. Yep. Kamara's good. So Paul, you mentioned Mohamed Sanu getting um, traded to the New England Patriots. Now I'm going to ask you both a question here. Hear me out. Tom Brady's career passer rating, 97.5. Sanu's career passer rating, 158.3. Is there a QB battle that may be taking place there? Well, I actually read today, I didn't look into the article, but some say TB12 setting him up to move to a different team. I don't believe what it. You, what? what? The, yeah, that was an article that was floating around that someone was saying... TB12 setting himself up to move to a different Why would team. He, no, stop. He'll retire before that, right? I, 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 don't, I didn't even open the article because I didn't believe it, but maybe I should. Maybe I got to find it. Yeah, no, we, no we, we've had this argument before. Tom Brady would be crazy to leave the Patriots system. Just the off chance that he goes somewhere else and he has a mediocre season. No, that, that's stupid of him. Yeah, no. but Mohamed Sanu does really bring in a, another good receiver for him. So now he's got Gordon Edelman, Philip Dorsett, Sanu, James White, Rex Burkhead. I mean, he, 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 a lot of good weapons around there now. Yeah, but so, it's the same situation we talk about each week. Can you play him? Sanu? Can you, uh, play, a, can you play a Patriots receiver besides Edelman? I think Edelman's play Edelman a play. Week. Yeah, that's good. Um. So, so, so the, the news was actually from Adam Schefter, a reliable source, that there's signs pointing that he could set himself up to leave the Patriots after this year. He's not saying he's going to, but there's signs pointing. And, and Adam Schefter's one of the top analysts in the league. So, yeah. Can I, uh, so I'm going to throw some stats out to you guys. So this is, these are Tom Brady's stats through 2,947 career pass attempts. 20,815 yards, 
140 touchdowns, 72 interceptions. The other person I'm about to mention, same passing attempts. So he has 2,000 more passing yards, so 22,000. Three more touchdowns, so 143, 68 interceptions. Which current quarterback is that in the NFL? Rex Grossman. Which current quarterback is that in the NFL? Drew Brees. Current quarterback? Yep. I'd say Big Ben, but he's got to have way more interceptions. There's only one option. Is and it's Kirk Cousins is correct. Captain Kirk. Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> so, I mean, Kirk Cousins, people can't shit on him very much anymore because he's better than Tom Brady, who Whoa, is. Whoa. <laughs> based on stats. Based on stats. All right. Let's move on no. to another trade that happened. Emmanuel Sanders going to the San Francisco 49ers in exchange for a third and fourth round pick. I believe some people call him Manny. Yes, but I've also heard that people don't like him. We call him Manny Sanders because we all call him Manny Sanders. Uh, I, I like the trade. I think the Niners really needed him. I I don't know. He's had the he's had a couple injury problems. I think he's played pretty well this year. I think he's going to fit in nicely to that Niners offense if uh, Jimmy G String can get the ball in his direction. I was going to say what Niners? Yeah, offense? yeah, yeah, yeah. Niners. what Niners passing offense? Come on, clarify. Yeah, they don't have a passing offense. I mean, I think they run the ball with George Kittle more than they throw to him. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, on Madden Mobile, I got burned by Dante Pettis a couple times. So That's embarrassing. <laughs> but I, I don't mind it. If they do want to start developing their pass game somehow, uh, Emmanuel Sanders isn't a bad ad, but I'm really excited for myself personally. Yeah, that's what I mentioned. Cortland Sutton. Yeah, this is now freed up my boy Cortland yeah, Sutton. Yeah. He's he's got a lot of good weeks. If Joe Flacco can just get the ball out, uh, that'd be great. But I'd look for Cortland Sutton to start developing big time. Buy it, buy so what does that do for these two other guys in, in Denver? Deshaun Hamilton, who I was pretty high on coming into the year. He has not done too great. And then Noah Fant. David, can you talk about one of them? I mean, I really struggle with the Denver offense. I think out of those two, it's going to benefit Hamilton a little more because those, those targets have got to go to somebody. Hamilton's going to be um, on the out. I believe Ham, Hamilton's going to be on the outside, and I think those targets are going to be going to him. They need another threat, and I don't think Noah Fant's going to be able to do it. Sorry, Noah Fant, University of Iowa. Tied in you. Paul, between those two, who would you rather have, Fant or Hamilton? Because Corlin Solomon's, I mean, obviously can get the boost. Yeah, no offense. I, I, I think he started off slow. He's really starting to develop himself. He did have a couple bad drops here recently um, and a couple missed blocks, but they're starting to utilize him quite a bit. He's playing a, a lot higher snap percentage. I think they're looking for him in the middle of the field. Yeah, I knew you loved tight ends. No. Tight end you, baby. Okay, I think that does it for the trades, the big trades. And let's move on to a couple guys we want to talk about. First guy I want to talk about is, yes, none other than Ryan Tannehill, who led the Titans to the victory this week. Okay. I appreciate that. (laughs) Guys, okay, I'm just 300 passing yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Corey Davis out of nowhere, 80 yards receiving on six receptions for one touchdown. Yeah, Corey Davis. Haven't haven't heard that name in a while. I thought the Titans looked a lot better because Tannehill was able to throw the ball down the field. 
Sure, they probably should have lost because Melvin Gordon fell on the one. Or maybe that's just a great defensive stand. I don't know. Yeah, no, Nick, you're absolutely right. Derrick Henry really opened up that passing game. It's a good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, no, so, Ryan Tannehill. So, hey, Tannehill, he got them the win. You can put an asterisk by it because of the fumble, but they won the game, and that's what they were looking for. I actually, I, I think it's decent, and I didn't watch the game. That wasn't an, an exciting game for me, but. I don't know from the highlights that I saw. He looked good. That's what highlights are. So, I'm going to tell you, the Chargers. They played the Chargers. That's who Tannehill beat. The Chargers also lost to Devlin Hodges. They also lost to Joe Flacco. Three weeks in a row. Come on. (laughs) Clearly, the Chargers are awful on Hey, I will say that my long shot to start the year was Marcus Mariota will get benched, and Ryan Tannehill will lead the Titans to a 9-7 record. And I'm hoping that's going to be true. But I want to move on. Because we don't really need to talk about Tannehill very much. But I want to talk about Zach Ertz and what to do with Zach Ertz. He has only two top 12 tight end finishes this year. Only two. And this guy was going as your third drafted tight end. What do you do with him? I don't I don't you pick know. up Dallas Goddard. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm looking at his, even just his flat-out targets. I mean, last week he had five. He's still getting about seven targets a game, but he is doing nothing with them. These teams have keyed in on Zach Ertz. And honestly, I think, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but the loss of Deshaun Jackson opening up that deep field threat has really hurt this offense. Not necessarily only Zach Ertz, but apparently Deshaun Jackson really opens up a lot for these teams. Yeah, Zach Ertz is, if you're a Zach Ertz owner, that, that's rough right now. Because you cannot sell him for anything except his name. Pick him up then. He's still leading the team in targets. He's got 59 targets and 35 receptions for a tight end. Pick him up. I know he hasn't had the touchdown potential that he's had in the past, but come on. Well, the, Eagle, the Eagles haven't had a touch. I mean, the Eagles aren't scoring. That's the issue. I agree. It's not Zach Ertz. If there's an opportunity to pick up a solid tight end, do it now with Zach Ertz. Yeah, I'm just mixed on Zach Ertz because you guys know I'm a big Dallas Goddard guy, and it looks like Goddard's getting um, some targets now and some more looks. But, Paul, you're absolutely right. Zach Ertz is a name that I would love to have on my team. And if people are willing to sell him because he hasn't performed to where you drafted him in the fourth round or fifth round or whenever you drafted him, go pick that guy up. Go get him cheap, I guess. I mean, you're not going to have a consistent tight end like Zach Ertz on your team, most likely. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, so just for comparison's sake, Zach Ertz 80% offensive snap percentage versus Dallas Goddard 60%. They're playing a lot of two tight end sets. It's not like Zach Ertz yeah, that's isn't true. right. You're, you're, that's the issue. It, it, that's it's that the fact that people have owned Ertz in the past, they've expected the team plus points game, and now they're getting an average tight end. Yeah, I I agree with you, Paul. If you can go get Zach Ertz and you and you don't have a tight end and you're and that's the missing piece, go get him. Go get that guy. All right, so moving on to some other players we should talk about. Andy Dalton. And, yes, Joe Mixon. What do we do with Joe Mixon, guys? Hey, 
Okay, so real quick, um, Nick and I got the pleasure to watch the barn burner of the Bengals and the Jaguars. And at half barn burner. It's a barn burner. Uh, at halftime, well, right before half, there were about three seconds left. I hit Nick on the shoulder and I said, check out those rushing yards. Nick, you remember how many rushing yards the Bengals had at halftime? Was it negative four? Yes, it was negative four, and they had 114 passing yards. And out of those, all by Erickson. All by Erickson. Uh, I don't know. I think that pretty much says it all. Joe, Joe Mixon struggling right now. And I'm not saying it's the talent of Joe Mixon because I still think the guy is really, really, really good. But this team is hurting right now. They are in a world of hurt. And I, I don't even know if you can play him. I'm not playing him in my first place ESPN league, but that's by choice. It's so hard not to play him, I though. I, <laughs> he, I mean, he's a top. He's probably a round two pick, maybe a round three pick. But he's your RB1 or RB2, and how do you not play that every week, Paul? Because the fact is you can't play him. Andy Dalton has more rushing touchdowns. Than Joe Mixon has zero. Right. Andy Dalton has three. Clearly, they're taking the strategy of QB. <laughs> love it. Love it. And look, it's paying off 0-7. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, Gio Bernard has more targets than Joe Mixon. I... This guy's got talent. I don't understand. I know the offensive line isn't great, but this guy has talent. But I can't play him. I can't play him. He doesn't score. He doesn't catch. He's averaging three yards a carry. His his carries are going down. His snap percentage was 54 last week compared to Gio's To be 46. fair, I think he got hurt last week. I don't think there was really anything uh, there. But I believe he did get hurt because we didn't see him in the second half. Ten rushes for two yards, though. One reception for two yards and a touchdown last week. I'm sorry, a touchdown? That's bad. Yeah. He did get it. Yeah, the touchdown. I saw it. it was two right yards. In front of us. I saw it. Yeah, we saw it. We go, wow. Yeah, because, good. because those were the first positive yards that uh, Erickson didn't have for the team. Yeah, that's true. Yep. So, my final question to you guys. So, David, you're not sure if you're starting. Paul's not starting him. But is it time as a Bengals organization to move on from Andy Dalton? We kind of had the discussion last week of other quarterbacks, but Andy Dalton, moving on from him? You know the answer to that. That's a yes from Paul, David. <laughs> they got a lot they have to move on from. If they want anything, you're either trading Joe Mixon, A.J. Green, or Andy Dalton. I think it's time to go. All three of them? So, so – well, I, a- Andy Dalton, I don't think you can – you can trade two of the three. So well, hear I'm me listening. out. Andy Dalton. We're talking about Andy Dalton. Would he be a better fit today for the Chicago Bears to trade yes. for Andy Dalton? Yes, I, ta- I, I yes. take that. I, I don't know if this was a rumor that we created about Cam Newton going to the Bears – or if that's an act, we did not create that one. We didn't. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. I didn't know if it was a viral thing. I'm creating this one. Andy Dalton by the end of the week. Going I to Chicago think Bears. that would be fantastic. I be- you guys have put me on the Andy Dalton train that he performs year in and year out. Um, besides this year so far, besides this year, there's still time. Um, he's got the potential. 
I don't know what's going on in Cincinnati right now, but it's time, it's time to move on. I think Andy Dalton still has a couple years left of some high-level talent, but not in Cincinnati. So tell Okay, so I was going to say, so tell me, if you were a Bears fan and you had the option of Cam Newton or Andy Dalton coming into your system this year to try to save your season and you trade Trubisky away to the other team because Trubisky's garbage, who are you taking? I'll text a Bears fan right now. Perfect. Hope he responds. Dude, I, I, I'm actually taking Dalton. He's a more con- – look – they don't need a flashy quarterback to try to make huge plays. They need a game manager who can make throws when he needs to. And that's Andy Dalton. They've got a rushing game. They can use Tariq Cohen out of the backfield. They don't need Cam Newton to be that guy. They just don't. And I'm not saying trade Mitch Trubisky. I get it. There's potential there, but he's got to sit back and learn for a few years. He's not ready for the spotlight. I don't this know. If it's year play three, though. Or- this is year three of Mitchell Trubisky. I'm just going to go back to Deshaun Watson's comments three years ago. said they're going to have to live with the decision if they pick Trubisky over me. <laughs> hey, that ain't wrong. Right. Paul, and I just want to say I will agree with you. I would rather have Andy Dalton, too. I think he has been more consistent than Cam Newton as far as accuracy goes. And one thing I do want to mention about the Bears game last week is they had a total of seven rushes. Seven rushes. Are you kidding me? How are they supposed to win with seven rushes? Mitchell Trubisky threw like over 50 times for only 200 and some yards. That's not a game script that I want to be a part of. And if you have David Montgomery or even Tariq Cohen, wow, I feel bad. Yeah, I'm not even going to take the time. I'm going to echo everything you guys said. Did you text? Oh, there it is. Hold on. I got three dots flashing. Three dots flashing. He, he's I don't know. Him. He's kind of – He's, he's going to say, Mitch, please. That's what he's going to say. I was going to say – he said he's going to stay with Mitch. Okay. People are looking at Dalton of this year, and that's not who he is. It's not who he is. He's got red hair. Right? <laughs> better than that. Oh, and that's not biased because we don't have like, red hair. I was just talking about this today. For a one-year rental, Andy Dalton would be great for this Bears team. Ooh. Stop. Talking about that, I think we should start a movement to make this trade happen for the Chicago I'll make Bears. Pick. By the Do you think that will bring some publicity to the Longshot Podcast? Yeah, we better tweet this out because I think it's a real possibility. I think it's brilliant on Chicago. I think it's brilliant for Cincinnati. Do we want this is to tag the Bears what? and the Bengals and the NFL in in the tweet? Yes. Okay. No. Consider it done. Say, Tag Andy Dalton. This just he would do good in Chicago. Hmm. It, it just makes sense. I, I thought of it today. It just makes sense. I I don't know why Paul's not a GM. No can, <laughs> what a great what a great point. Resume. Thank you. Yeah, let's move on. Okay, I think that's all the information we have today. Um, I'm pulling up the spread of Thursday night's football game. I believe that is the Vikings versus the Washington Redskins. Am I correct? I think that's right. I don't know. I'm sitting Adrian Peterson. Mm, Good. All right. Vikings, Redskins. You better. Scary Terry. Come on. Scary Terry. All right. Vikings are favored. It's at Vikings. 
Uh, minus 16, over under a 42. David, you first, because you're sitting Adrian Peterson. You said 16, over under 42. That's exactly uh, what I said. Do we do this every week? Yeah. Like, I swear, no, you I needed do. me to repeat Yeah, it. I got a hearing problem. Why you got to bring that up? Uh, yeah, it's my bad. My goodness. Uh, I'm going Vikings in the over. Uh, book it. Oh. The Washington Redskins and the over. They're going to put up some points this week. Last week was just awful. Oh. It was wet and sloppy out there. Niners front was tough. I, I like Washington. Okay, okay. I was going to have to. <laughs> <laughs> With the way Kirk Cousins has been playing, I'm going to say the Vikings minus 16 and the under the 42 is going to be 28 to 10. 28 that was 10. some good mental math, Nick. I know. I was going to say 28-14, but that puts me at 42. I don't like that. Any long shot predictions this week from either of you? Yes, no. The Bears will get Andy Dalton. <laughs> what a, I mean, that is a long, long shot. shot. Right? Hasn't, you know what, Paul? You, you, you can book that. Um, my long shot this week is going to be, you know what? Let's go ahead and just say Jamal Williams will be a top 10 running back this week against the Swiss cheese Kansas City defense. Swiss cheese, Kansas City defense. We really need to get away from that. Uh, no, I wish no. I could it's it's good. If you look at their stats, Paul nailed it. Paul nailed it. My up, my upset of the week, you already know, baby. Come on. Arizona Cardinals over the, over the Saints this Who week. That? Over Teddy Bridgewater. Who that? I thought you were going to say Miami. No. <laughs> Miami or Pittsburgh's hey, not enough. Hey, hold on, real quick. Who gets who gets the first win? Miami or um Bengals? We will see week fifteen when the Bengals play the, the Dolphins. Donut Bowl. Or sixteen. Yeah. I, I might go to that game. <laughs> is it is that the Dolphins? <laughs> you should yeah, go. Miami. You should go. Please go. Okay. I think that does it for the long shot podcast guys one of our shorter episodes and i really enjoyed it so david as always who that go cardinals exactly <laughs> <laughs>